Welcome in to Duval Daily presented by GenJag.com. I'm Jordan DeLugo. Thank you so much for being here, for tuning in on a Monday after a devastating Jacksonville Jaguars loss, 40-14 loss to the Detroit Lions. Right after the game, I provided some instant analysis you can go check out if you want to. But the top takeaways from the game that I'm about to provide, not a whole lot different from some of the instant analysis. It was an easy game to figure out what was going wrong for the Jaguars in a lot of ways, unfortunately. Uh, So we'll get into the top takeaways from this contest, some big picture outlook stuff as well. It wasn't pretty. It was not pretty in a lot of ways, um, and we will get into all of those ways. But first, I'd like to remind you, hit me up on Twitter at Jordan DeLugo, Generation Jaguar at Generation Jag. Excuse me. Hit that like and subscribe button on YouTube. And of course, you can become a channel member here on YouTube. You can also check out GenJag.com, pick up some new gear. Really appreciate the support. Could not be doing this without y'all, literally. So, top takeaways. From this game, and we're going to kind of go in some in, in descending order from top to bottom, right? Left cornerback issues, in my estimation, have broken this defense. When I talk about left cornerback, when you're when you're in nickel, you've got Tyson Campbell generally on the right side, Darius Williams generally in the slot, and your left cornerback who has been Shaquille Griffin. Trey Herndon, Buster Brown, some Chris Claybrooks, now some Tavon Campbell. That spot, I believe, has broken the Jaguars' defense. They're having to play so soft and play in these zones where it's just easy picking. And it's not just left cornerback. I believe left cornerback and off-ball linebacker next to Foye Lucan. Those two spots... And look, I do think Chad Muma has played a little bit better than Devin Lloyd had been playing over the last couple weeks, but there were still multiple coverage busts by Chad Muma, multiple plays where I don't think he took a proper angle or shot the proper gap. Now, were there good plays from from Chad? Yes. He made some tackles in the backfield. He was able to get to Jared Goff a couple times in cleanup duty uh, as a blitzer. He made some plays, but the coverage is still broken. Left cornerback is a turnstile. It's just way too easy. You can look at that side of the field and complete whatever you want for the most part. And coverage, again, next to Foye Lewick and that off-ball linebacker, there have been constant, constant coverage busts from that position. Whether it's been Devin Lloyd, Chad Muma had at least two today or yesterday. When you can't cover at all, it starts to creep into your defensive coordinator and the rest of your defensive staff's mindset, and you're like, how do we possibly slow teams down? And if you have two areas on on defense and coverage where it's completely inept, and then you add in the fact that you don't have Andre Sisco in this game, it was just easy picking for Jared Goff all day. And, you know, quite frankly, left cornerback's a big issue. The two rookies playing at linebacker right now are a big issue. Defensive front wasn't good enough either. Now, the Detroit Lions have one of the best offensive lines in football, bar none. Like, top to bottom. They have probably, 
arguably the best tackle duo in football, Taylor Decker and Panay Sewell, left tackle and right tackle. They have talent on the interior as well. That does not excuse how poorly the Jaguars' defensive front played, especially, in my opinion, interior defensive line. There was no push from the interior defensive line at all. You did get push from Josh and Trayvon. They weren't good enough either. I'm not excusing them. But I think the core of the defensive line's issues are that the guys that can create pressure up the middle, Arden Key, Dewan Smoot, the Jaguars are scared to play them against heavy personnel packages for obvious reasons. They're not going to hold up well against a power rushing game inside. But when you get Foley and RRH and Devon out there in the interior, there's no pass rush. So you have guys that cannot do the job in certain situations, right? You have some guys that can rush the passer from the interior. You have some guys who can do a decent job clogging up rushing lanes from the interior. But you don't have guys that do both on the interior consistently. And that's a huge problem. So that's why I think when you're talking about this draft coming up, free agency, I think even though the Jaguars have done a lot to fortify their defensive front, they're going to have to keep trying. They've been swinging and missing on too many of these players. It's not what you want to hear, but it's the truth. The Jaguars right now have problems at all three levels of their secondary. I think they stem from the left cornerback spot, work your way down to off-ball linebacker next to Foye Aluokun, and then you talk about the defensive line just not being able to create any interior pressure, not being able to be versatile. Your guy that's a run stopper is not going to go out there and, and, and rush the passer and vice versa. It's... It's a bad situation to be in right now. You need guys who can do both, who can be on the field for all three downs, who can make an impact against the run and against the pass. They don't have that right now on the interior of the defensive line. And I think all of that combined is making it really difficult for Mike Caldwell to call to call games. I do think he's part of the problem as well right now. But I think when you started to see some attrition at some of these positions, you started to see teams catching up to what the Jaguars are doing. Mike Caldwell hasn't been able to adjust. And it's really difficult for me to foil this to figure it out, chicken or the egg. I tend to believe the issues started with personnel. And as Mike Caldwell has tried to adjust, they have just gotten even more compounded. Because what he's adjusted to also isn't working. And I don't know how the Jaguars are going to get out of this slump on the defensive side of the ball this year. You obviously pray that Chad Muma and or Devin Lloyd figures it out in coverage for 2023. I think they can because they're both really talented football players physically and mentally, in my opinion, based on my evaluation of them pre-draft and what I have seen from them in person since they've gotten in Jacksonville, gotten to Jacksonville. Um, so I think there's hope for the linebacker position. Left cornerback, you're going to have to address that. You're going to have to address it maybe in the first round of the draft, maybe in free agency, whatever you do. The Jaguars starting left cornerback in 2023 
is not on the football is not on the team right now. It's not. Bottom line. And I think their best interior pass rusher or best interior defensive lineman as a whole for 2023 is not on this team right now. At least I hope not. <laughs> because if so, that's bad news for the Jaguars in 2023. Looking at the offensive side of the ball, they were not without their faults either. Pass catchers outside of Christian Kirk are not good enough. You see Zay Jones last week with one of the games of his life with with a game that you can stack up against some of the best performances we've seen from a Jaguars receiver ever in this franchise's history since 1995. And then he comes out and he follows it up with a drop, another drop, another drop, and another one. Evan Ingram. This is another player who's been plagued by drops throughout his career, and they reared their ugly head today on the worst of days when you also have Zay Jones dropping the ball. Um, The pass catchers need to be upgraded. And look, you have Calvin Ridley coming in here. I'm aware of that. That is going to help. But it's not going to solve everything, in my opinion. It's not. You hate to say it, but you had DJ Chark in your building, and I think he's a more talented player than, than Zay Jones. Yes, he does, deals with injuries and all that sort of stuff. He's dealt with them this year, I know. But I don't think Zay Jones as your third option in the passing game is going to consistently be good enough for you to be a an offense that is, you know, a contending caliber offense. I just don't think it is personally um, based on everything we've seen this year. He's going to have good days. He's going to have bad days. This was a really, really bad day for Zay Jones. What's the easiest choice you can make window instead of middle seat, picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket, outsourcing business tasks you hate. What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Can't wait to see Calvin Ridley in this offense. Love Christian Kirk, what he's doing out of the slot. He's a route-running menace. He's catching everything thrown his way right now. Doing a lot of good things for this Jaguars offense. I like Jamal Agnew as well in a lot of the ways they're using him right now. But uh, Zay Jones, Evan Ingram, you need upgrades at those spots. 
Marvin Jones is he was barely targeted yesterday. He's he's the elder statesman of the room, the leader of the room. He's on an expiring contract. Jags have got to upgrade their receivers. They've got to. Beyond just bringing in Calvin Ridley. Then you talk about the offensive line, which I don't think was a major issue in this game outside of a few reps. Uh, But Cam Robinson, is this an $18 million tackle? James Houston, a sixth-round pick. Ghost moved Cam Robinson to death in the in the first half. I mean, an eighteen million dollar tackle can't stop James Houston one on one. That's horrible, horrible, and uh, no nothing taking away from from James Houston, who has come on for the Lions, who does have talent. But you're talking about a six-round rookie up against Cam Robinson, your franchise left tackle, who you paid like a franchise left tackle. And Cam Robinson can't hold a candle to him. That, I mean, that was a move that I didn't believe in when they made it. Thought that the Jaguars signing Cam Robinson to that deal was a low-ceiling investment. And today you saw the floor. It was not pretty. Um, you know, you could have tried to go get Teron Armstead, who I know he's an injury-prone player, but the Lions paid less for Teron Armstead than the Jaguars paid for Cam Robinson. You could have tried to upgrade in the draft at the tackle position, and instead you decided to roll with Cam Robinson, who, look, I think he is a above-average left tackle in this league. But does an above-average left tackle equate to $18 million per year? An above-average left tackle who does have stinkers of games, and he had a stinker yesterday. He did. I don't think that the juice is worth the squeeze on that contract. I really don't. And the Jaguars are stuck with it for at least 2023. Nobody's going to trade for Cam Robinson on that contract. You can't release him. And look, I don't think he's terrible. I think if he was your starting left tackle and you were paying him 13, 14, maybe 15 million per year, that's a lot more palatable for me. But I just look back at that move and I said it at the time. Like that was a low ceiling move by the Jaguars. All right. We're going to close it out with why are the Jaguars not stunting more defensively? Seems like every time Trayvon Walker gets an opportunity to get on the move and stunt inside and get one-on-one with a guard or a center, he blows plays up. You also saw him line a line on the interior in some third and long situations, which I like to see that. That is encouraging for me. Like, it's not some failure of a pick if you decide that you've got to get Trayvon Walker on the move. That you just can't line him up at outside linebacker and expect him to win all the time. That doesn't mean drafting him at one overall is a failure. The failure is not allowing him to thrive 
by finding the best spots for him, by moving him around, by using his athleticism, by, by matching him up against different players who are not ready to take on his skill set throughout the game. That's not a failure. The failure is not realizing it soon enough that you need to get this guy moving around. That would be the failure in my opinion. And if the Jaguars decide not to use him more on the interior, use him more in a manner where they are getting him moving, attacking the line of scrimmage, using his length advantage against interior players, that's on them in my opinion, not Trayvon. Most busts, not all, but a lot of the busts in the NFL draft, it it ends up being a team that busted, that didn't properly train young players, didn't properly utilize young players, didn't know how to use them, didn't know how to teach them and coach them. So far, I would say the Jaguars have done a poor job utilizing, teaching, and coaching Trevon Walker. Does Mike Caldwell need to go? I don't know. I don't think that getting rid of him right now, you're now 4-8, and eight, your playoff chances are pretty much nil. You've got to go 5-0 and oh the rest of the season. You haven't won five games when, in, in 12 games. Now you think you're just going to win five in a row? Playing the Titans twice, the Cowboys, the Jets, and the Texans? I don't see it. Not with this defense. So do you want to make a move now? I don't know. Whatever. But the evaluation of what Mike Caldwell has done as this defensive coordinator and the personnel that Trent Baalke has brought in to play defense – You've got to be evaluating this, and it cannot be the same thing next year. If Mike Caldwell is back next year, which I like Mike Caldwell, I think that the talent has not served him well in certain areas so far this year. I think maybe he hasn't served the talent as best as he could in certain areas this year. But if he's going to be back, you need to rapidly upgrade this defense. How are you going to do that when you've got Trent Baalke who's the guy who's brought in this entire defense for the most part. Pretty much every player you can look at on this defense is a Trent Baalke free agent signing or a Trent Baalke draft pick. And it's not good enough. Is Trent Baalke going anywhere? It doesn't feel like it. They just fortified his position this offseason by bringing in Ethan Waugh to be his assistant GM. So... I don't know. I don't think it bodes well for the future of the Jaguars' defense. Now, hopefully they can prove me wrong. Hopefully Trent Baalke can go out and have a draft, have himself a draft. And I'll tell you one thing, too. People are trying to give up on all these draft picks from this year, from 2022. You talk about um, Trayvon Walker, Devin Lloyd, Chad Muma, all these players. Most of the Jaguars' rookies in 2021 – did not look very good on December 5th of 2021. It took them an offseason to get where they are now. Andre Sisco, Tyson Campbell, Travis Etienne didn't even play in 2021. Trevor Lawrence really struggled in 2021. So don't write off these kids yet. Like, it's way too early for that. But something needs to change. Something's got to give. The Jaguars have got to get better defensively at certain spots. They've got to get better coaching on the defensive side of the ball. And offensively, they have got to upgrade their pass catchers. Bottom line. Those are my top takeaways from this one.
Thank you so much for tuning in, Duval. Hit me up on Twitter, at Jordan DeLugo. Let me know what you think. Uh, Generation Jaguar as well, at Generation Jag. Check out GenJag.com. Pick up some new Duval gear. You can also become a channel member on YouTube. Really helps support what I'm doing here. Could not be doing this without y'all's support. It means the world to me. I'm sorry to be having to bring y'all such a doom and gloom type of show on a Monday. But it is what it is right now in Jacksonville. They're 4-8. and eight. Titans coming up next. Not pretty on the defensive side of the ball. Not pretty from the pass catchers in Detroit. Hopefully y'all can have a much better Monday than you did Sunday. Thanks for tuning in, Duval. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.